turn my mic up. Take there. Yeah, yeah, uh. On the road to the riches. Life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. Hey, hustle fam, hustle fam, we are back with another, another amazing show for you. Today I have my guest with me, Latasha. Latasha? Latasha? Latasha. Latasha. McNair. Um, owner of LNJ Enterprises and also Supreme Legacy Logistics. Latasha, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I am great. How are you doing? How's everybody? Man, I'm awesome. I'm awesome, man. So, um, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm always on IG and, um, you know, I'm always getting tagged by this company, man. Is <laughs> Latasha. Latasha's always tagging Truck and Hustle. I say, yo, this is Hustle Fam right here. She's always repping, repping Truck and Hustle. So I had to go check in with her, see what she's doing. Um, and she has some dope things going on, y'all. So Latasha, let's let's kind of talk about um, your two companies. Um, one, you have L&J Enterprises, mm -hmm. right? Which kind of teaches people how to do back office as a business for trucking companies. Is that, is that correct? Yep, that's correct. L&J Enterprises is actually a trucking consulting company that I started up. And I also help um, people learn the back office aspect and help people start up their trucking companies. Okay, got you. So you do the truck, uh, the trucking consulting, um, teach people how to do the back office. And then we have Supreme Legacy Logistics. What's that? Yes, Supreme Legacy Logistics is where it all started from. That's actually our trucking company. I own it with my husband and brother-in-law. It's a family business. So that's all where it started from. Awesome. And how long have you guys had Supreme Legacy up and running? Uh, Supreme Legacy has been up and running since actually January of this year. So Nice. Okay. So you guys are new into the business. Yeah, All right. Cool. 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 Owner ops. Owner ops. Dope. Yes. All right. So talk, talk to me a little bit about how you got started in the industry, Latasha. Give me a little bit of your, a little bit about your backstory. Where are you from? Um, and let's kind of go from there. Yeah. So I am from Mississippi, good old Southern girl. Um, when people hear me, they automatically say, where are you from? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so yes, I'm from Mississippi. I'm actually a registered nurse. Um, I work for the insurance company. I just cannot let my nursing job go. Um, but I work for the insurance company. My husband, he's always been an entrepreneur. Um, he still couldn't really fathom that I actually still work for somebody. But um, <laughs> before, well, we have a set of twins. And before the twins, he always wanted to drive trucks. Um, but once the twins, well, once I got pregnant, he was like, well, I want to be at home. So he kind of put it on the back burner. Um, his brother was driving my dad, he drives. So we have a family of truck drivers, just really not, you know, we really just didn't get into it. Um, so the idea kept popping up and he was like, I want to do my own trucking company. And I was like, okay, you can do that. Um, and you know, as a spouse, you're supposed to stand you know, 10 toes down behind your spouse, whatever they want to do. Okay, we're going to make it happen. Right. Um, so I would ask my dad questions and he would just say, T, I don't know. I don't know. Because he could only tell me things from the company aspect. He couldn't tell me anything from an actual owner operator aspect. So I was like, well, I'm going to have to do some research and I'm going to have to, you know, learn some stuff. So I actually took Kiara Henderson's, the trucking gurus, uh, dispatching course. And I was like, at least this will give me some type of foundation so I at least know what I'm doing. Um, 
So I took the course. It really gave me a good solid uh, foundation. I learned about all the trucks. I learned about everything. So I was like, okay. So told them, okay, we're gonna, um, you know, get this started. And I think at first they thought I was playing. So <laughs> I set them up a timeline. I was like, okay, we're gonna get it done by X amount of time. Now they had friends that actually owned their own truck. And so I was like, well, let me go ask this friend. This friend didn't know. Well, a lot of the friends didn't know because they didn't do it themselves. They paid someone to do it for them. Mm. Um, and I was like, well, you're not any help either. So <laughs> I went to researching and with my clinical background in nursing with the insurance company, I learned to go directly to the source. So I would contact the FMCSA. Um, you know, they regulate all the rules and stuff. So why not call them and, you know, get information from them? So that's actually what I did. Um, I was on the phone with them a lot because if we're putting all this money into it. I want to make sure that it's done right. I know that the guys will handle the truck and all that. But as far as the business aspect, I want that done correctly. Mm. Um, so we got all that done, got up and running. And um, a lot of some of their other friends, they were like, oh, y'all got up and running. That's good. Did y'all use so-and-so? Um, and they was like, no, nah, Tasha did everything. They was like, she did everything. So I started helping them. Um, a lot of them, they didn't have their filings correct. Like even just the quarterly, like they didn't have anything correct. I'm going to put one of his friend's business out there. He actually got put out of service all because of paperwork. Paperwork. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, you get audited within your first 12 months. You don't know when it's going to be. You just know you're going to get audited. You got put out of service for paperwork. And so I started noticing a trend, um, especially with us um, as Black people. We would just pay someone but didn't know the details or anything. Like, we didn't know why um, they wanted certain filings. We didn't know that this had to be done by 30 days. It was just a lot of not knowing. And so I was like, well, let me start, instead of just doing, let me start showing people why it's needed, the reason why, and when you have to, you know, get it done. So I started doing this, started helping their friends and stuff. And um, in Kiara's group, people will ask about their authority because a lot of people want to get into it, but they just don't know how to. And then with dispatching, a lot of owner operators, they will respond to our posts, but they really didn't have their authority. They were just leasing their truck onto a company. Um, so I would get a lot of questions about, okay, how do I get them started? How do I get them started? So I was like, well, let me just go ahead and start helping people. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when I created um, L&J Enterprises to actually not just help people get their trucking company started, but I want you to be compliant with it because we want to build generational wealth. Even with our trucking company, if the kids don't want to drive, they don't have to drive, but they have a company that's going to be always sustainable. It's always going to make profit because we made sure of that. And we teach them the game now. Like my 15 year old, he know how to call shifters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like we, we teach them the game. Um, but we just want to make sure everybody is compliant, know exactly what they're doing. And then with the dispatchers, I want to let them know that these are services that you can add on for your carriers. Um, 
you don't have to just, you know, dispatch them. You can add the back office stuff on too. And you already know the system. You're already keeping up with the driver anyway. They already trust you. So why not go ahead and add the filings on in with you? There you go. What are, what are some of these services that you, uh, specifically that, that people can offer um, to help with back office? So they can offer to do their authority, um, the entire authority process, uh, the way that I teach other dispatchers, even people that just want to make a little extra money on the side. I literally teach them the entire authority process. Like my classes are about three and a half hours long. Um, we go through that. Um, IFTA, I show them exactly how to file their IFTAs, the 2290s, UCR, um, if they want to keep track of just regular paperwork form, like if they're hiring drivers, we can do that. Um, I teach them literally everything from point A to point Z. Even if you do not have any trucking knowledge, you get that when you come to the class. And it's very beneficial because now you are essentially a one-stop shop for your carrier now. You got them set up with their authority, you're getting them loads, and you're doing their filings for them. And once they're ready to expand, you're actually helping them with that too. I teach them how to find insurance providers, electronic logging devices, factoring fuel cards, literally everything that the carrier needs. I teach them how to get it all set up. Got you. So, so take us through this process um, a little bit. So how, how long does it typically take for somebody to get um, get their authority and kind of get set up to where they're able to get rolling and start doing business. Yeah, so if you have everything in order, you can get your authority within a month. You can be up and running within a month, even with COVID going on. Um, the FMCSA, they might get a few days behind, but they really even, no, they really haven't been too far behind. You, it's still possible to get your authority up and running if you have everything in order within that month within 30 days and that's actually a class that i'm teaching too how to get up and running in 30 days got you so when you say everything in order can you be a little bit more specific kind of dive into that a little bit what are some of the things yes. that they need to have in order and that's what they don't have <laughs> <laughs> let's get it let's get it yes that's what they don't have okay so you need to do your authority application first of all on the fmcsa's website and once you do that um you should already have in mind what you're going to haul where you're going to haul um, how many drivers you're going to have. You should already have that stuff in mind. If you don't have it finalized, you should already have it, you know, in mind, you know, just the ballpark range. Because once you do your filings, it's going to ask you about your drivers, where you're going to haul, um, what are you going to haul, and um, if you're going to be interstate or intrastate. So those are things you should already have in mind. If you don't even have that in mind, you might want to pump your brakes. But um, after that, I tell people to actually wait until they get their authority um, application approval letter in the mail from the FMCSA um, before they go in purchasing their insurance and their truck. Because if your application gets denied and you've already paid six, seven thousand down just for your insurance, you wasted some money. So that's a fact. Yes. So and how I much does it cost? Like, uh huh. 
For which one? For, for, for the authority application to file. Oh, the authority application is just $300. Okay. And the FMCSA lets you know that it's non-refundable. So, <laughs> so <laughs> you need to make sure that you are literally ready to go um, once you hit that, you know, submit button. Now you do have a time frame. You actually don't have to have everything completed for um, 60 days, but those 60 days will come up on you because it's not going to be a fully smooth process. You might run into some hiccups. So you want to make sure that you have just about everything lined up. Um, in between that time that you're waiting on the FMCSA to go ahead and send you the approval letter, that's the time that you're getting insurance quotes. You're looking, if you don't have your truck already, you're looking at your trucks, you're looking at all these different things. And once you get that approval letter, you already got who you're going to get your insurance with. You already got your truck. And that way you'll be, you know, on go. And so once you get your insurance put in by your insurance um, provider, you have to do what's called a BOC3. That's a filing agent. And basically what that is, um, say for instance, if your truck gets in an accident, you have to have a registered agent in each state to um, get that um, servants that you might get in regards to the accident. And then a registered agent will let you know about the, um, about the subpoena or whatever it is. But that's only like $25 to $30. You got some companies out there that charge like $90. Um, you only have to pay it one time, literally just one time. People will charge, uh, not quarterly, but yearly for it. And you don't have to pay that. They get over on a lot of people. <laughs> Mm. But um, once you get that done, your insurance and your MCS 150, and that's basically your authority application. Once you get that done, you're essentially ready to go. Those are just the minimum requirements. But I always tell my clients to make sure that you know your state's requirements. We live in Mississippi. Even though we have our federal authority, Mississippi still required us to do basically an authority application for them in case we're going to pick up or drop off any loads within Mississippi. Um, so I always tell people to make sure they check with their state in case there are any state-specific regulations because you can be all set for the FMCSA for the federal level, but you might not be set for your state level. So you always want to make sure you check with your state to see if there's any specific regulations that they have. Got you. Outside of um, what you mentioned previously, like how many drivers you're going to have, kind of those projections, what are some other things you need to make sure you have um, when you start fi filing um, for your authority and so forth and so on? What so, other information? Yes. So you need to have your, um, kind of get a ballpark range of where do you look to go in the future with this? And that's because Say, for instance, if you really want to do um, hazardous stuff, if you want to do specialized loads, specialized freight, oversized freight, you need to have that in mind because those are special permits that you'll need. Um, if you want to go work on the borders, if you're thinking about eventually doing government contracts, you need to start setting yourself up in position for that. You don't want to wait until the last minute to go ahead and, you know, get that stuff in order. Um, so I tell people to think ahead. 
um, you need to do that. And then also, this is what trips people up a lot. Um, the 2290, the IRS form, the heavy highway usage. I don't know, and I don't know what's so tricky about it, but some people, it's like they just forget about, you know, forget about that. But the IRS has it where once you get your truck, if you purchase your truck today and you move the truck from um, the dealership to whatever yard you're going to keep it in, your time starts ticking right then to file your uh, 2290 form. It doesn't matter if the truck isn't on the road making money, even though you just went and put it on your yard, the IRS says you basically, you move that truck from that dealership. So within 30 days, you need to pay us basically. Got you. <laughs> and Got a you. lot of people, they don't know that or they think that, you know, well, it's only when I actually start running my truck, when I actually put the truck on the road to actually start making money. And the IRS is like, no, that's not it. I want my money now. <laughs> um, <laughs> And some states will actually make it mandatory before you even go get your tags that you have proof that you paid that $22.90 um, application fee. So, yeah, that's one thing people don't um, really look at. And then uh, with the IRP, the tags, that's basically your tags to um, cover you from running state to state, crossing state lines. Um, people really don't do... The initial one, they'll go ahead and do, but the maintenance, they're usually late on that, getting it um, every year, and that's where the back office comes in. I think people just, you know, when they're on the road, I can, yeah, when they're on the road, they basically, those filings go to the back end. They, you know, it's too much to keep up with. Um, so that's the other thing that I found that people, you know, I'm like, you haven't done this. I had one carrier to reach out to me. He was paying um, somebody to do his IFTA and he was in Atlanta. And <laughs> when I asked him, I said, okay, so when is it, you know, when was the last time you filed? I don't know. And when we looked it up, the last time he filed was um, last year sometime. And I said, so you want me to clean all this up? <laughs> mm, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you want me, yeah, you want me to clean all this up. But um, they, a lot of truck drivers just get in the habit of moving and moving moving that the back office just get, you know, put behind. If, and if they don't have anybody that they can trust, whether it's a spouse, um, sibling, somebody like that, then they really, you know, they're just worried about making money, paying bills. That's the only thing that they're worried about. Um, the other thing is compliance. That's, oh Lord, that's a whole nother uh, topic. Um, <laughs> it's, it's more so of why do I got to do that? This is too much stuff to do. But it boils down to the FMCSA. They regulate everything. And this is what they want you to do. So either you're going to do it or you're going to get put out of service. So whichever one you want to do. Um, so I teach people about the compliance aspect because they want you to have a drug program. They want to know that you're a, if you get pulled for a random, they want to know that you can go to whatever facility at any time and get that random done ASAP. My husband just had a random done last week, I believe. Yeah, last week. And literally they sent us a message 
and the clock was ticking. He had 24 hours to go and um, <laughs> to take that right. random. Right. Um, so if people aren't set up with the program, then they don't, you know, then they don't know that. Or they'll think, well, you got, you know, you got a certain time to, you know, do it. I'm like, yeah, you got those 24 hours that they told you. <laughs> Clock is ticking. <laughs> right. And it was, it was literally a countdown that was on the email that was sent. And I'm like, well, we got to get it done. So I had to pull him off a load to go get the random done. Um, and of course, that's an inconvenience because now you have to reroute your stuff, but it just boils down to that's what they want. And in order to be, you know, to, to keep your truck running, you got to be in compliance with them. Um, let's see, what's the other thing? Oh, people, a lot of truckers, they do not, um, they hate the e-logs. They really hate that. Um, <laughs> but I have to show them basically how to use it to their advantage because the e-log, it can show you how to break down your cost, how much fuel you're running. A lot of them don't know their bottom line cost. And I have to go through and show them that and show them how they can use the e-log to kind of um, see how much fuel they're running, how many miles per month or per week that they're running. So they can calculate these costs. It's a lot of things that I've noticed that they just don't um, that they just don't look at. You'll hear a lot of truckers, I need $2 a mile. I need at least $2 a mile. I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> um, and when I started, uh, before we got the trucking company up and running, you know, I was doing the dispatching just to get a feel of things. And I would talk right. to a lot of owner operators that were in business for a while. And I would just be picking their brain. And, um, and these were guys that were, had been in the business for years. And when um, they would tell me, okay, Latasha, I want this low, but I got to do it for at least this amount of money. And I would just ask them, why you got to do it for this amount of money? Tell me that. And right. um, they would say, you know, that's just what they say. I, and so I was like, do you know what it costs to run your trucking company? No, but I just know if I get at least this, then I'll be good. And I'm like, well, let's break it down and put all your bills together so we can really see what it takes to run your trucking company. That way you will know if you're actually profitable or not. Um, you'll get some people when, cause a lot of people now, um, they don't even, a lot of them are paying outright for their trucks. So you don't have a $1,600 truck note. Now you only have maybe your trailer, then you got to look at your gas, um, ELD, little small fees like that. So it might only cost you a dollar and 60 something cent to actually run your truck. So anything over that is your profit. And they were like, oh, okay, now I see it. And then I was mm. like, and then you actually don't even have to run that much. Like my husband and brother-in-law, they run maybe Monday through Friday. <laughs> Right, right, right. Maybe, and that's a maybe. Or they'll go like Tuesday through Thursday. Thursday, they're not on the road a lot, and they only run the South: Mississippi, Texas, um, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, um, and sometimes the Carolinas. But they don't run a lot. But that's because we figured out our bottom line cost, and we know what we can and cannot do. Um, and then that dis the dispatching actually helped me, you know, learn how to get directly to shippers too. So um, yeah, 
we you got to know those bottom line costs and a lot of drivers they do not um a lot of people just hop into the industry but they don't do any background they don't do any research um and that was my thing um before starting i said i don't want to go into this blindsided because this is something that we all can do this is something that i want to keep going for years so when i do it it's going to be done right um and so that's what i was learning a lot of us we just jump into it but not with the proper education for sure for sure and i mean just just hearing hearing you talk i mean you seem very well versed um and you've obviously like done a lot of research um you know because you're, you're fairly new into the industry but mm -hmm. but you know your stuff you know what yeah. i'm saying what yes. what what's what steps did you take to to to, to learn i mean i know you're saying you did your research but what what did you actually do so your podcast number one <laughs> <laughs> okay there we go <laughs> i listened to a lot of your podcasts actually that's actually how i found kiara Dope. um I listened to your podcast about um, just the trucking company in general. You had podcasts about factoring. Um, I think, well, DeMarc, yeah, Metromax, mm -hmm. he came on afterwards, but I had reached out to him too, um, okay. thinking about um, like the team stuff with my husband them. So okay. I listened to a lot of the podcasts and then basically I got on the FMCSA's nerves. I called those people. <laughs> all the time like if it was like i figured out i found out the steps but i needed to know the whys i needed to know why i needed to do this and i needed to know okay if this situation happens would it you know what would happen all that good stuff so right. the fmcsa was my main source i'm not gonna get you know a lot of secondhand information because as i told you my daddy didn't know nothing my husband, he didn't know. My brother-in-law, he didn't know. Their friends definitely didn't know. <laughs> right, right, right. So I had to, I said, I'm just going to go directly to the source. And I know if I'm going to the source, then I'm going to get the correct information. Right. Um, and as far as the filings, I would go to, of course, my secretary, um, not secretary of state, but um, Department of Revenue here in Mississippi. And I was like, okay, so... I need X, Y, Z, and they was like, yeah, just bring it, because I was trying to figure out everything needed to, you know, get my plates and all that, and a lot of people, if you have the great personality, don't just go in there, you know, asking them rude questions, um, or, you know, be polite when you ask them, they'll literally tell you everything that you need to know, um, right. And you will, you know, you'll get it good. And a lot of people, they'll go to, I hear this a lot, one hour authority. I can't stand when people say go to one hour authority. Number one is misleading, but that's a good sales tactic that they have because it okay. makes you think that you can get your authority in an hour. But right. get into that. What is one hour authority for people who don't know? So one hour authority, they're a company that actually help owner operators get their motor carrier authority. They help them get permits and all that good stuff. However, by their name, you will think that you're going to get your MC number, well, your authority rather, within an hour, but you don't. <laughs> they only give you your numbers. <laughs> right, right. It's, 
it takes more than just your application to get your authority approved. It takes that though the insurance, you gotta have at least seven hundred and fifty thousand in liability. You gotta have that. You gotta have that BOC three agent, that processing agent in each state. And you have to do that MCS one fifty form for you to actually be active. However, just looking at their, listening to their name, you would think, oh, it's only gonna take me an hour. <laughs> no, it's not gonna take you an hour. They That's will give, right, they will send you your numbers within an hour because at time you hit that submit application, then you automatically get your um, DOT number. So they'll send you that within an hour, yeah. Right. But they don't give you your authority within an hour. And a lot of people get messed up by that. Um, and then also with, well, any company like that, they're only doing your applications for you. That's it. So if you haven't done your research, if you don't know the basics, then you're still going to be lost. So what's the point of doing that? Um, if you already know, you know, the steps, and you know what you need to do, and you want to hire a third-party company, that's fine. However, you need to know your steps and stuff first because they'll do everything for you, yeah, but what you're going to do after that. Right. So now you're still stuck, clueless, and you pay them however much money. I've seen some of them, um, like a thousand something dollars, depending on what all you get, but you're only paying them to do your application. What else are they bringing for you? Um, even with my um, company, I do the filings for you. However, we're going over while we're getting these filings, what all comes with your application. And we're also going over this new entrance safety audit because that's for new drivers. That's the number one thing that they really mess up at. They're not prepared for the new entrance safety audit. And being that um, it can happen at any time within your 12 months, I want to go ahead and get that done first. Make sure you're prepared for that up front. That way, when the FMCSA reaches out to you and say, hey, it's time for your audit, you'll say, okay, here's everything right here. Now you won't be stressing on the road talking about, oh man, now I got this audit and I'm on the road and I, you, it's no need to be stressing. I got you. <laughs> but, <laughs> can, you, can, you yes. can you talk a little bit more about, about, about that safety audit, the new entrance safety audit? Yes. So, um, like I said, that's one of the things that, that trips the new guys up a lot, well, women too, but that trips them up a lot because it is really, it's actually really simple. Um, people say that I'm saying it's simple because of the field that I'm in, but the FMCSA, people are scared of the FMCSA and they should be. <laughs> they really shouldn't be because they literally break every single thing down to you that you need. Um, most people don't even know that it's actually a website that you can go on to for your new entrant um, safety audit and prepare for it. And they want you to list your drivers, your vehicle. They want you to have um, an accident registration form. And a lot of people don't have that. And I don't know why. Um, you should just keep that in your truck in case anything happens. Um, in case you're in an accident, you'll already have something to write on. The FMCSA wants to know that you have that piece of paper. Um, however, you only have to submit it if you've had an accident within uh, a year. So just keep it on standby if you need it. They also want to make sure that you're enrolled in a drug program. 
which a lot of people don't know <laughs> anything about. Um, so those little steps right there, and when I say it's really not much, it's not much at all. They just, oh, and your medical card. A lot of people don't keep up with their medical card. Um, right. Those and your hours of service, people can't stand the hours of service, but goes back to is rules. And with having any job, even if you're an entrepreneur, it's still rules that you have to follow. So just, you know, just follow the rules. They do have, you know, some exemptions that's coming out on the 29th. So, you know, just follow the rules, pay attention to the FMCSA, and you will pass your audit. It's, when I say it's simple, Hustle family is so simple, <laughs> I promise you. And I tell people, and I don't stress it enough, to just get it done before you get on the road. If you already have it, you know, saved in your files, whenever they send it to you, you will be fine. Just go ahead on and send them the information. But it's better to prepare for it beforehand because Joe thought, I, my husband, he thought I was crazy. He was like, why are you doing this? Why are you, you gonna make them audit us sooner? I was like, no, I'm not. I said, I'm just <laughs> trying to get everything in order. I said, you right. don't understand. I said, once you, you're on the road, I'll be at home with the kids by myself. And then I'm not letting my nursing job go. I was like, when these people send me their information to get out of it, I said, I'm gonna have everything. Only thing I right. gotta do is click send. And right. so um, once that time came and I called him, I said, hey, guess what? He was like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I told him, you know, we got the audit. I said, but everything is in. It's fine. Oh, you did it already? And I said, yeah, it's done Dope. already. Dope. Um, but I I learned from, you know, his friend incident when he got put out of, you know, service for not having his stuff done. So I wasn't going to, you know, I wasn't going to let that be us. <laughs> you wasn't going to go down that road. Nah, that's for sure. No, nah, you smart. No, right. So I take people past experiences and I learn from them. And I can, like I said, contact the FMCSA. They, they will tell you seriously everything that you need to know. Don't be scared to call them because this is your business. You want to make sure you're compliantly running your business. And if you have questions about um, one of their regulations, ask them about it um, because you got to know that's the bottom line. And how are you going to grow your business if you don't even know why certain things are required? If you don't even know why they want you to have a drug program? Um, they have a new thing that started this year, the clearinghouse. People are like, what's the clearinghouse? What's the clearinghouse? And basically, they, you know how they make big names for just small, simple things? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. basically what it is. They just want you to do um, an inquiry each year on all your drivers or just, you know, if you're a solo person, your third party um, drug program, they can do it for you. But it's basically just an inquiry, um, checking to see if you've had any drug or alcohol violations. That's it. People just hear those big names and stuff and they think that it's something just, so just so much but it's actually not and the query this basically this the inquiry is a dollar and 25 cent to do right a dollar and 25 cent and it's only a couple of clicks you put in your um your information your name driver's license and you literally click a button and, and that's that. your and that's your compliance for the drug and alcohol clearinghouse but it sounds like it's just so much but it's not <laughs> 
Yeah, no, no, no. You're, you're right. So you have the uh, the pre the pre employment query, and then you have the full query that you have to do annually. Right? Yeah, and so people just think that it's just so much, but I mean, it's not. It's really not. Got you. <laughs> got people, you, got you. oh, the FMCSA, they trying to do this. They making it hard. Yeah, it. You know, they are making it a little hard. However, they kind of weed people out. Um, if you're not serious about your business, then yeah, you will have a problem with it. But if you are serious about your business, if you're serious about your legacy, then you will do what it takes to make sure you have a fully functioning, compliant company. Um, because as everyone knows, um, semis are targets for, um, for lawyers. Of course, it can, um, it can be the driver of the uh, regular vehicle fault. But of course, the semi-truck driver is going to get blamed for everything. So lawyers look for stuff. It can just be small stuff. Like they can turn around and use your out of service um, for your compliance thing against you. Well, you weren't compliant on this date. So what were you actually doing, you know, in the truck at this time? So that's why I say I look at it, you know, just outside a trucking aspect. Um, and I think that's where my insurance um, brain comes in. Mm. It's a lot of stuff that people, they just are just narrow minded sometimes. And you got to think outside the box with this It's more than just getting in the truck and driving. Um, and that's where a lot of people, you know, fall out at. Um, and everybody wants to start a trucking company now, but the trucking industry isn't for everybody. Um, mm. I never thought that I would even be in this industry. Only thing that I could see was nursing. That was it. I never thought I would be in this industry, but right. it's actually a really good industry if you know what you're doing. Um, and I don't recommend it for everybody. Before my mentorships, I make um, people do a one-on-one -on -one call with me because I want to know where your head is at. Um, if you're somebody that's not willing to do any of the work, um, because my mentorships are four weeks, but you still get some access to me after then. But if you're one that's not going to continuously do work, continuously to um, be in the know, as I say, People don't even go to the FMCSA website. I subscribe to their Twitter, um, emails, whatever they got. I'm subscribing to it because I want to know what's going on. They right. had a webinar um, a couple of months ago, and I was telling some of my mentees at the time, hey, they're having a webinar. You might want to come. And I mean, it was virtual. So I was like, okay, come on, come on. Out of my mentees, only one of them, um, only one sure. went to the Yep, only one went to the webinar and they were talking some really good stuff. And they were talking about things that drivers should know about, owner operators, or anybody that's even wanting to get into the trucking industry. Because, like I said, they regulate all the rules. So, you should want to know they even had some DOT officers on there. They, mm. oh, one guy basically said since COVID hit, they were behind on their like tickets and violations for truck drivers. Right. But they were getting ready to ramp back up. And so I was like, this stuff people, you know, really need to know. Be on yeah. the lookout when you go into this man's state because he didn't already <laughs> say it. They're trying right. to get their money back. COVID right. has put a damper on their pockets. And then the other thing COVID did, um, you know, they kind of lacks the hours of service too. 
So yeah, COVID put a damper on their money. So they're trying to recoup their money. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's stuff that y'all need to know. And sure. you need to really make sure that you have all of your stuff in order. I even teach people about um, little binders to keep in your truck to make sure, I call it just the DOT compliance binder, just little simple stuff that you can keep in the truck. Don't just have it thrown everywhere. Keep it in a binder. If you get pulled over, and the DOT officer wants to see that, and he see you got it nicely in a binder, he's not going to mess with you too much because he'll be like, okay, okay. They got their stuff a little bit in order. So, okay, okay, okay. But presentation matters. It doesn't have to be anything, you know, spectacular. Just a little binder that has your stuff in there. And that lets them know that you're organized, um, at least that you're organized. But they are looking for especially new trucking companies. They're looking for new trucking companies to um, do inspections on because they know a lot of people are getting into it right now and a lot of people are getting into it um, not properly. They just, you know, buying a truck, putting it on the road. A lot of people have reached out to me. I got a truck about a month ago and I just want to know where to start. (laughs) You already messed up. (laughs) You, yeah, you have messed up already. So, yeah, but I get that a lot. I want to know how much money can I make? How much? Well, first of all, you got into it for the wrong reason. If you're trying to figure out how much money you're going to make, because you're going to be putting out a lot of money first. And this takes work. I mean, it actually takes work. Um, This just isn't a overnight success thing. You're going to work at this. Um, And it's a whole besides the actual driving side. You got a whole business side that you need to focus on, too. So it's not for, you know, somebody that just want, unless you're just strictly doing passive income, leasing your truck on to somebody, this isn't something you want to play around with if you're not going to, you know, actually put in the time and effort for it. Man, man, Latasha's dropping some jewels, man. You you got all this from Truck and Hustle? <laughs> Damn, this show is good, boy. <laughs> yes, I'm telling you, when I decided to start, because I'm, Look, I did not have anywhere to go. I love my daddy. I love my husband. But when I would ask them questions, especially my dad, T, I don't know. T, I don't know. (laughs) But he could tell me stuff about that truck, though. But as far as the business aspect, it was just T, I don't know. So I said, well, I'm going to have to start researching. I found your podcast, and I started um, listening, and I was like, we're going to get this. So once I, I started it. listening, getting me a um, time frame together, jotting down notes, I said, okay, so I need to go to the FMCSA, ask them about XYZ. I did all of that. Yeah. But if you want it. something and if you want your business to succeed, and this is with any business, if you want your business to succeed, you're going to do your research and you're That's just fair. not going to hop into it, you know, without knowing anything get you some background, research everything. (laughs) No doubt. No doubt. hundred percent. Yes. Because this trucking industry, it will, it will literally break you if you don't know. Um, There's so many people that fail in this industry. And the reason is they don't do their research. A lot of people, they come to me, they don't know what they're going to haul. They don't know what certain equipment is. Like they don't even know what a driving and what a reefer is. And it's like, wait a minute, but you want to start a trucking company, but you haven't done any research. Um, It's like, they don't know 
basically anything, at least come to me with some type of foundation. That was the reason why I took the dispatching course because I needed to know some type of foundation. I can't go talking about, we're gonna start a trucking company and I don't even know what a dry van is. Right. So yeah, it's, you gotta do something. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. You gotta you gotta research because if you don't research, basically you're setting yourself up for failure. If you don't know the go-to um, company or the go-to um, regulation department, you're setting yourself up for failure. Because if you don't know, just I really focus on the new entrance safety audit because that gets us a lot. Um, if you don't even know who to contact about your safety audit, you you SOL already. Right. If you don't even know what they are going to ask of you, you're SOL. And like I said, like the stuff is really simple. They're just asking for your driver information, your vehicle information, like your vehicle, the VIN number, the tag number, little simple stuff like that. They're asking for it. the drug program. It's, if you guys cannot produce that, if you guys don't even know why that's needed, then you might need to reevaluate. And then once you, you know, do a little research and stuff, then you can, you know, proceed to the next steps, but at least do a little research first so you can, you know, get a little time, um, time frame in your head. And it doesn't have to be anything specific because when we were starting up, we were going back and forth, whether we were going to do dry or reefer, that's understandable, but we knew what regions we were going to run. Right. And from the dispatching, I actually learned how to research the market so we'll know where to put the truck at and where not to put the truck at. So um, you need to know some things like that. And everybody isn't going to know exactly how to research the market as in where to put the truck at and stuff. That's where I come in and I'll help them, you know, do that. But at least have kind of like a little general overview because if you are going to the... Um, out west with all the mountains or to uh where is it virginia and stuff where the mountains are and you're carrying heavy loads you're gonna need a truck that can sustain those you know heavy loads so you don't want to get just a little basic truck you want to make sure that you get a truck that can pull those loads so i talk to people all about that um so that's why i really ask them hey okay before we get started do you either know or have an idea of what you're gonna haul, where you're going, because all that plays a factor in it. And people don't think that, they just think I can get a truck, I can get you know the equipment, get a driver, or I can drive myself and I can get on the road. And it doesn't work like that. <laughs> nah, that's, that's, that's a yeah. fact, you hit that right on the head. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of creating a business out of you know doing the back office and compliance for people, how do you, how do you go about that? Because that's something that you actually um, educate people on to do what you've done. Um, yes. how, how does somebody incorporate that into what they're already doing if, if they're dispatching or how do they just start that business solely? Yeah. So we'll start with the dispatching first. Dispatchers, you already got your carriers or you already have um, clients, potential clients that have come to you and said, well, I don't have my authority. I'm running under somebody else's authority or my uh, truck is leased onto a company. So you can convert them over to not only your back office um, client as far as getting their authority, doing their filings, setting up permits for them. You're going to convert them over to your dispatch client too. So now you have a dispatching client 
and a back office client. Um, and then if you do a good job, word of mouth is the most powerful thing. Um, dispatchers, if you do a good job, clients are gonna start rolling in. Um, I try to promote on my thing and I, I sometimes do a good job promoting, but most of my stuff is from word of mouth. They'll say, hey, we know somebody that can do this and they'll give them you know, my contact information. But dispatchers, when you add the back office support, that's an automatic gold mine. You can make at least, and I'm saying at least, $500 a month per client for the back office. Um, and I show them how to do that, how to become affiliates for different things, how to basically be a one-stop shop for your carrier. Um, and with you already having a, a client base, that's a no-brainer. Add the back office stuff to your dispatching because now your carrier doesn't have to go anywhere. And then they will be with you long-term because not only now are you dispatching them, but now you're doing all their filings and stuff for them. And like I said, some of the filings are quarterly, some of them are yearly. So they still need you. So now you're gonna build up a long-term relationship with those clients. So you got to think about it like that. Um, for people that just want to get some extra money that's not even in the trucking industry, um, this can be done as a side gig, um, but you got to know what you're doing. And um, I tell folks that all the time because people will post in the dispatching group and be like, I got a carrier that want to do, you know, X, Y, Z, but I don't know. And I say, you better not touch those folks' authority because those drivers will get mad at you and they'll come see about you. So... <laughs> That's a fact. They'll be knocking right. on your door. Yes, they they'll, will. They'll pull up in that truck on you. <laughs> okay, because you have messed up their stuff, and that's their livelihood. Um, that was one of the other reasons why I went ahead and started teaching it, because I kept getting so many inquiries about it. But um, I would literally teach somebody that didn't know anything about the trucking industry. I've actually taught some nurses, too. And when you're, I've been, yeah, December be 11 years that I've been a nurse. And like I said, the only thing I knew was nursing. Um, I've been able to teach my fellow nurses how to do the back office stuff just to get some extra money. I don't know if anybody has ever married or dated a nurse, but we always want to do some extra money stuff. Mm. Um, but after a while, we don't like to be on the floor so often. So doing something from home, they're like, oh yeah, we can do this. And so I had a class, they were actually my test subjects, basically, <laughs> to see, you know, how did they like the long course and did they really understand it after we finished? So these ladies didn't know anything about the trucking industry, but they have them a good client base now. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Now, now, now you mentioned you could charge up to $500 um, per month. How does that break down? Are you, is that based on per truck, um, per company? How are you, how are you getting that number? Oh no, you can profit wise, profit wise, the back office can make you at least 500 a month and you're going to base it off of the filings that you have to do your the authority application you're going to get them set up with factoring and fueling you're going to get them some insurance providers you have to net
network. Networking is the name of the game, but you don't want to network with anyone that's bad, basically. Um, when I started doing this, I had one insurance agent. It was like he was trying to beat my folks over the head. And so I quickly marked him off my list. But you want to make sure you <laughs> network with somebody that's, you know, reputable. Um, with the insurance agents, make sure you get more than one. Um, that way that your drivers can get, you know, multiple quotes and they won't feel like they are just forced to be with, you know, one provider. Um, insurance, make sure you go over the uh, new entrance safety audit. <laughs> so I talk to them about compliance too. So with all those factors in there and don't, uh, the 2290s, UCRs, um, IFTA, with all that combined, just your profit can be $500. And that's on the low end, actually. That's on the low end. Um, you have some carriers that will operate in special states like uh, Kentucky, New Mexico, Oregon, um, New York. If they want specialized uh, permits, then you can charge them to get those specialized permits also. So whatever you do for the carrier, even just keeping track of their um, filings like the ELD stuff or helping them break down their cost, you can even charge them to help them do that because nobody is doing it for free. Basically, you're doing their bookkeeping. So right. I tell people to um, go look at what all the carrier needs. First, you need to see exactly what their need because um, some people come to me potential clients and they'll say, um, how much are your services? And I say, well, it depends on what you need. I basically have a base cost on my um, website, but I need to know exactly what you need. And I talk to a lot of them first. Um, that way we can actually break down what you will need because some services you might not need. You might be able to do your um, application for your authority on your own. You just need help with the back end. You need to make sure you got your compliance together, your new entrance stuff, and just your filings. So that's where I'll come in at. I actually offer a FMCSA new entrance support. So, but yeah, it's plenty of stuff that you can do um, to get in. The $500 is the least that you gotcha. will um so so, so that that more so be like your your base cost and then you kind of like add on based on the other services that you provide mm -hmm. you just add on to the other services that you provide you got to get a good feel of what your carrier actually needs because like i said some of them they don't need you know all that and then you have some of them that actually know the process they know everything but they just don't have the time to do it and right. they just might need a little guidance. So with those carriers, you might, you know, you might not work on things for them, you know, all the time, but they just want you to do their filings for them. And I always, especially my new people that's getting started, please don't knock nobody over the head. You charge what you're worth. Right. However, do, especially a new trucking company, do not charge them crazy prices because they already are trying to, you know, get their foot in the door. They're trying to get up and running. Don't charge them any crazy prices because your work is going to speak for itself. Right. Once you start doing good work for them, they're going to start referring people. My dispatching, when I first started, I posted one Indeed ad. One Indeed ad. And from that Indeed ad, I got um, drivers. However, majority of my drivers came from word of mouth. 
hey, this is so-and-so, um, so-and-so gave me your number. They told me you get them loads and stuff. They told me you do this for them and stuff. And I right. was like, okay. So I actually built up a good customer base just by word of mouth. If you do right by them, trust me, they're going to do right by you. And you're not going to even have to charge these ridiculous prices. And they'll actually give you more than what you even ask for. So your work is going to speak for itself. Got you. What, what, what is your methodology for, for creating your pricing? I mean, for each service. So what I do, I go through now my mentorships, they are totally separate because you actually get four weeks one-on-one -on -one with me. Like we're not doing a group thing. Like we do the classes, my mentorships one-on-one -on -one for at least an hour. And most of my mentorships, it actually lasts a little bit more than an hour because we go into detail. I make sure that you understand every single thing, whether it's getting your authority or if it's um, you've already done your authority application, but you want to make sure that you're compliant, we go through all of that. I teach you how to scale up, find drivers. I teach you all of that. So the mentorships are a little bit more expensive, but just the basic filings for the premium package is like $850. Um, and that's where you get everything authority application, insurance, ELD, um, factoring, fuel cards, compliance, new entrance safety audit, you get all that stuff. But what I did to kind of see what my prices would be, I would literally just go look at my competitors' websites. And that's one thing people don't do. They just come <laughs> up with some prices out of nowhere. I'm like, where do you get this from? Right. And I just came up with it um, for a while. People were telling me, you know, your price is too cheap, right? You know, it's you offering all this, but they only have to pay this. And I said, at first, you know, well, it's really not, you know, about the money. I want to make sure that they, you know, understand it and stuff. Um, so I would go to my competitor's website once I kept on hearing, your price is too cheap. That's all it is. And people were still thinking that once they paid me, that they would still have to do, you know, those certain filings and stuff. And I was like, no, the filings, you know, are included in my prices, but yeah. I would just shop around at my competitors and I would call them too. I would call them like, um, you know, looking to get my authority and stuff. And I would talk to them and ask them, okay, so um, I got this going on and I want to do this. You got to be smart. You got to be a business person. <laughs> right, 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 right. But um, if you don't do that and you just, you know, you're not, you don't know what your competitors offer, then you're going to set yourself up. But do your research. Call those competitors. They don't got to know that you're starting a trucking uh, company. One thing that I did when I started up with the compliance part and the back office part, I actually called the FMCSA because I noticed that once we submitted our application for the authority process for just our trucking company, immediately we started getting calls and stuff. And right. I was like, how are these people getting our information? <laughs> so I actually called the FMCSA and I said, hey, I'm just wondering, um, how, how do these people, you know, get our information? And of course, she said, you know, it's a public database and da-da-da-da-da. And so I was like, okay, but it only shows our telephone number. It, well, in the address, but I was like, it doesn't show the emails. So how are these people getting the emails? Mm. So she didn't, um, she didn't know that one. So I said, okay. So 
So I called a compliance company and mm. I said, Hey, I got an email and, um, I was just trying to figure out how did you guys, you know, get our email address. I know we just started, you know, if you play, especially for us women, if you play dumb, they will tell you everything <laughs> that you need to know. And they just didn't know that I was scaling them out. And the lady told me every single thing, everything. Wow. So I'll, now I know how to get the carrier's email where I can send them emails when they first, um, get their authority or even when they just do their authority application like it's a list you can and it's all free that's the other thing people just don't want to put in the work that's what right. it is right, right, but right, right. um you get to pull up the list of new authorities or the list of people that just did their authority you can get their address phone number email address and you you use those for marketing i don't like cold calling some people you know like cold calling i don't like that i will send you a nice email or i'll send you a nice postcard they got my services on there right right you, so you, you, know, you know you know you, you listen to the show enough to know what the next question is what <laughs> Roll it out for me. What's the you know? You place? know what the next question is? What, what's this? What's this place, man? What's the spot where we get this information? We need to know. It's, yeah, it's on the FMCSA's website. When you go to the safer um, website to pull up the different carriers, like you can put in, you can search it by their DOT number or their name. The easiest thing is just to put in their name, and you don't even have to know their exact name. Just put in anybody's <laughs> name. You could just put in a crazy name because people have crazy names. You're like, you named your company that? Right. But you just put it in just for like a test. You just put in that person's name of their company. You could just see one off the side of the road um, and be like, let me put in a trucking company name. Um, just even the first part of it, it'll pull up their information and up to the um, top right, people don't even see it. Um, but at the top right, it's gonna have SMS something and then license and verifications. You click on those two and it will tell you all the information you need. Um, and I actually use that too um, to help me see what level my clients are in and see what all they need starting up their processes and stuff. But it tells you when their application was done. Um, you can actually see their uh, safety rating scores, insurance. When I say you can see everything and it's all public information and people just don't know that they don't, you know, they don't look at that, but you can go on there see their addresses, phone numbers, and get you a good marketing plan. If you're a good cold caller, then, you know, get you a call set up. Call those people and say, hey, I offer, you know, filings. Um, I see that you just started. I can help you with your new entrance safety audit. It is a no, it's easy. People just, you know, they just don't think about it. Got you. Yeah. And, does, and, and do you need anything as a business to, to do you need anything to get started doing this as a business for yourself personally for the business? Is there any requirements? Preferably have you um, a business entity set up, whether if you're going to be a LLC, S Corp, C Corp, whichever you want to be, I prefer you go ahead and have that set up because you just don't want to be operating because Uncle Sam is going to want to know where this money is coming from. Because once you get started, trust me, it's profitable. Um, you need to go ahead and get that set up. And people just think, oh, I'll get an LLC, that's it. But go ahead and set up your business bank account. 
a lot of people don't do that. Right. Set up your business bank account. Um, you can start off preferably having some sort of um, website. That way people can directly go to your site. Um, a lot of times they'll still reach out to you via social media saying, hey, can you tell me about XYZ instead of looking at the website? But it will um, basically more make you seem more professional. Um, they see you have a website. Um, if you're able to have reviews on there, they can look at your reviews. They can see exactly what you offer. Um, I have on there, you know, that we are a trucking company. Um, I have my reviews on there. I have things on there to show them that, hey, I'm just not a back office person. I'm actually in this industry. So that's right. how I can tell you X, Y, Z. Um, and also have you an email. I don't like, uh, I don't like the Gmails and the Yahoo. Try to have you a good, you know, professional email. And it doesn't cost much. I think um, G Suites, the Google one, is maybe like $12 a month. So invest in yourself, $12 a month to make you seem professional because I'm telling you guys, once this takes off, you're going to be getting a lot of, you know, clientele. Got yes, you. So there, there, there's a pretty big demand for this, um, yes. th this service. Mm -hmm. what, 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 what's your client base? How's, what's the size of your client base right now currently? So right now I have about 50 clients, about 50 F clients. 50 um, that you're doing back office for? Back office and mentorships. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Back, yeah. Back office and mentorships. Now with my mentorships, I only take a handful of those at a time being that it's so much one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I only take about 10 um, a month because I give them a lot of my time because I want to make sure that they succeed in whichever aspect that they do. If they want to get their authority, I have a lot of investors reaching out that want their authority, but they need to know how to hire drivers. Um, they need education on the trucking um, industry. So my mentorships, I only do um, 10 clients at a time for that month because we get into depth with stuff. Before you leave my mentorship or even one of my classes, you gonna know some stuff. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You gonna know some stuff. So, so how many carriers are you doing um, the back office for? So the back office for the carriers, it's about well, actual drivers. Let me say that because I have a couple investors. Um, I think it's a close to twenty five actual drivers. Um, I okay. deal a lot with the investors too, and I would think the investors would do their, you know, own part, but they still like, I guess, <laughs> just because we went through the process together, they just say, can you just go ahead and do the rest of this for me? But yeah, actual drivers, about 25. Dope, dope. So you, you obviously seem, seem extremely knowledgeable. We can tell you've done your homework. You got this stuff <laughs> down pat. Um, but, but you've been doing this business for how long exactly? Just to clarify. So just, just the back office business. Um, I started helping people February, March of this year. Um, of this year. Pub, uh -huh, publicly, um, about February, I will say March actually, publicly started um, actually helping people. Once I started getting... Um, 
bamboozled with a whole bunch of questions. I was like, well, I guess people really do, you know, need this. They really, you know, don't know. I guess, you know, they were like me starting off. I don't, right. I didn't know which way to turn. And so yeah. I was like, okay, so this is a need. And then with the back office stuff around this summer is when I actually started teaching others how to incorporate the back office into either their dispatching or just to get a little side money. Got you. So what would you say to someone who, 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 who says that you're too new in this industry to actually give mentorship? I bet I know more than them. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I know more than them. Uh, so, uh, you, yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Expand on that. Because a lot of people, like I said, they get third party information. I got my information directly from the source. You can't get no better than getting your information directly from the source. I'm not going to look at, um, look at Tim to tell me about what all he needed for his trucking company. I'm going to go to the FMCSA because they make the rules and stuff. I got to follow all their stuff. So I'm going to check with them and see what they need. So all the compliance stuff, I check with the FMCSA and then I'll make an outreach to a compliance company to see what all they do. But as far as the rules, I'm checking with the FMCSA. So you let me know if you check with the FMCSA to see what you needed or if you went to somebody else that's not a part of the FMCSA. <laughs> and let me just remind y'all, the compliance companies, they're third party companies. The FMCSA will tell you on their website and even once you submit your application that those third party companies are not affiliated with the FMCSA. So you get information from the third party compliance company. Mm. They just telling you what they need you to know in order to get your money. Mm. So you can listen to them or the FMCSA. I found out that I want to listen to the FMCSA because we're building a legacy over here. And that's what I want for my people. I want my people to have generational wealth within this, but I want you to be compliant with it too. So you tell me where you get your sources from, where you get your knowledge from. I can there we get, go. Yes. Paperwork is my main thing. Paper, I got you on the paperwork. Jody, I'm going to tell you all about the truck and stuff and how to keep your actual truck in compliance and stuff. I'll bring him in on some of my mentorships and stuff so he can come and talk to um, the drivers and talk to them about, um, even if they're an investor, talk to them about what to look for in their truck and stuff. Cause that's the other thing people would say, well, you don't drive. No, I don't drive, but my husband, he can come and tell you exactly what you need to do. So right, you, right. Just, you just tell me which route you want to go. But yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it. <laughs> I know you have, I know you have. And that's why I threw it out there. You know what I mean? That's yeah. like, that's the elephant in the room. So I just wanted to see what you're, how, how you respond to that. Yeah. But that but 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 that's dope man it's, it's 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 not about the time all the time like you said it's about the work that you really do the deep work mm -hmm. that you do and 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 you know the the time and effort that you put into learning your business and learning your trade and what you get into so that's yeah. dope yeah. Uh, it's it's really an awesome story man talking to you just to learn that you actually got started kind of listening to the podcast and then yeah. like you you've 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 actually developed multiple businesses out of this you know mm -hmm. it's pretty cool yeah. Yes. And that's the thing about the trucking industry. What I tell people, you don't have to have a truck. It's so many different avenues that you can do within this. Um, you don't have to have a truck. Um, a lot of people don't like the liability issues of the truck. 
that's fine. You don't have to do the truck. Um, I'm actually looking into uh, getting my broker um, firm and stuff started. So it's a lot of stuff that you can do. This back office stuff is actually perfect for someone, um, especially a mom that wants to work from home or that just wants a little bit of extra money. It's actually perfect for someone with this. And then when Corona hit, that just told everybody right there that you can't rely on your, you know, on your job that you're an employer, employee, right. um, even though I'm a nurse, um, we didn't have, you know, any issues with my job um, since I worked for the insurance company, but there were a lot of people out of work. And so I was teaching my sisters, okay, this is what y'all can do. Um, my mom, she's a substitute teacher. And she hadn't went back to school since starting uh, learning this. She has not gone back to school. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it's stuff that, you know, you can do if you want to just do it on your spare time or if you want to incorporate it to a full business or incorporate it to your dispatching. Um, I teach you how to do it, but also be knowledgeable because people want to know that you know what you're doing, first of all. Um, and I don't want anybody out there just saying, oh, I can start a back office company, but they don't know any of the filings or anything. Um, I just had a class and even with that class, like I said, the class is about three hours, actually about three and a half hours. Um, you get added to the Facebook group where you can, you know, ask questions and all of that. And people still, you know, have questions because each person will be, will have a different situation. Everything isn't going to run smoothly. So you will still need, you know, that good foundation and that good support for when you're actually out there doing it. So please make sure you know what you're doing before you mess up these folks stuff because they will come <laughs> see about you. I'm trying to tell you. I had so many people, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm, I said, how you, how you going to do that? And you don't even know how to do the application messing right. applications up and everything but yeah yeah please don't just go doing nobody stuff you don't know what you're doing please don't <laughs> no doubt no doubt no doubt all right so you know we, we we're about to kind of wrap it up a little bit we've mm -hmm. been rocking for it for a second um last thing i gotta ask you obviously you know i gotta get your final thought and um then i gotta you know make sure you let the hustle fam know where they can connect with you directly and learn more about your company so let's start with the final thought so the final thought, um, if you want to get into this industry, get into it, but please do your background research on it first. Make sure that you're compliant with it. Don't let your paperwork fall to the side. Um, dispatchers or just people that want to do back office stuff, do it. However, like I said, know what you're doing. Don't mess up nobody's stuff. Please don't. Um, feel free to reach out to me. Um, for any questions, my Instagram for the trucking consulting is LNJ underscore ENT. Um, and then our uh, trucking business Instagram is Supreme Legacy Logistics. But um, our website is www.lnjenterprises.org. 
feel free to look at the packages, look what all I offer. Um, people that want to get into back office, feel free to use me as one of your competitors um, to look at the pricing and stuff. I, t I tell people to do that in my classes. I show people, okay, this is what I offer because I know that you're not giving the same thing to your clients that I am giving to my clients. So I don't have a fear that you will take my clients. So do your research, look at my website, see what's all offered and stuff um, and see what, you know, what things that you can do with it. No doubt, no doubt. Latasha McNair, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a dope show. You you dropped a lot of jewels, <laughs> gave us a lot of value. Did you have fun? I did, I did. Thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. I'm happy to help, happy to help, especially with this compliance, y'all. Compliance is my thing. Paperwork is my thing. And I want us all to be successful because there's no reason why this industry should still be a good old boy industry. And if you're from the South, you know who the good old boys are. We need to make it, you know, our industry and make sure we have something to pass on generations to generation. It's not a good old boy industry anymore. It's going to be our industry. So <laughs> no doubt changing of the guard is happening, changing to the yeah. ties, right? All right, Latasha, thank you so much for joining us today. Hustle fam, we are out. If you twisted, confused, or stuck about trucks, don't be dumb. This is the place to come. Truck and hustle. Let's go.